Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When we need help, where do we turn? When pain and difficulty overcome us, what is our first thought? Today, Pastor J.D. points us to the Lord using Psalm 121. David's help came from the Lord, who is the maker of heaven and earth. Instead of turning to the things of this world, consult and trust in your great creator. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 24th, 2023. For those of you that are joining us by way of YouTube or Facebook, we would encourage you to go directly to the website at jdfrog.org. There you will find the uncensored and uninterrupted entirety of today's update, which I'm hoping and praying will be an encouraging word, fitly spoken, concerning all the evil in the world that's increasing seemingly daily. So, in my time with the Lord this last week, and I think some of you might know what I'm saying when I say this, but you know how it is that that becomes the most protected and precious time of your day, your time with the Lord, and you're ferociously protective of it, and it's become that for you. Well, I'm very protective of my time with the Lord. Why do I say that? Because that's my story, and I'm sticking with it, as to why I don't return calls or emails, okay? It's still too early, I guess, maybe, I don't know. So in that time that I had with the Lord, He redirected me to the Psalms again. (laughs) And for good reason. The Psalms are a good friend, yeah, to us. And He redirected me to the Psalms specific to how evil this fallen world is becoming, and fast, fast. Psalm 121. It's one of 15 psalms of a sense, as they're affectionately referred to. And the reason they're referred to that that way is because That's what they were. They were songs that the Levites would sing as they ascended up, get this, 15 steps to the temple for the celebration of the feasts, three feasts in particular. And so Psalm 121 is one of those psalms of ascent. And I would like to invite you to join me in Psalm 121. We're going to read the whole psalm. You can follow along. All eight verses of it, okay? We can do this. It's a psalm of David. 
And right out of the shoot, verse 1, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He, verse 3, will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord, verse 5, is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. And here it is, verse 7. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord, verse 8, will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Imagine singing that as you're ascending the 15 steps there to the temple to celebrate the feast. There are no less than three words fitly spoken for us today as we approach that great and final day. And the first is that my help comes from the Lord. I love how David is inspired by the Holy Spirit to pen this psalm because it's in this rhetorical question of sorts, where do I look for help? Am I going to look to the hills as the pagans did? From where does my help come? Oh, my help comes from the Lord. And oh, by the way, He's going to help me. My Lord is going to help me. That's where my help comes from. And just so you know, He created the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. That's from where my help comes. It's still too early? Okay. I got chicken skin, I guess. I don't know. So David, inspired by the Holy Spirit to pen this psalm, this psalm of a sense, asks and answers this question of where does my help come from? Them? Him? Her? That? This? No. The Lord. Okay. So He's going to help you. Yes, He is. And He can help you. You better believe it. He created heaven and earth. I mean, this is not a problem for Him. So how's He going to help you? Well, He's not going to allow me to be moved. What do you mean? Well, in a world that (laughs) is shaken and baking beneath us, Everything is in turmoil. It's unstable, but not me, because He's going to steady me. I'm immovable, because my help comes from the Lord. Yeah, but everything around me is shaking. I know. It's kind of cool to watch it from where I'm standing. (laughs) Okay, it's it's not as early (laughs) then maybe, but... I am rock solid, steady, and stable no matter what's happening in the world. It doesn't move me. 
That's the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20. I love it. It's such a sanctified strength with which he writes this. He says, nothing moves me. Oh, I like that. How is that? Oh, because I'm on the rock and my help comes from the Lord. And everybody else is on shaky ground, but not me. And it gets better. Secondly, the Lord is my keeper. What does that mean? He's going to keep you safe. I suppose you could say, and for lack of a better way of saying it, I hope that this doesn't come across wrong. I'm a kept man. Okay, it wasn't too bad. He keeps me. And he's a shade for me. Think Israelites in the Exodus. You understand that were it not for that cloud that protected them and directed them by day, they would have been torched and scorched. You know that, right? So this is uh, the Lord being that shade. I suppose you could say, and again, I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but you've got a maid in the shade. That wasn't as good, but he's going to shade you by his right hand, and it even gets better. He watches over me day and night, even while I'm sleeping. Now at first read, that would seem like a firm grasp of the obvious, as well it should, but have you ever thought of it like this? And aren't you glad about this? The Lord doesn't need to sleep. How freaky would that be? If you're praying and Lord says, you know what, I need to sleep. Can can you get back to me after I, you're, you're going to sleep? Because you know when you're asleep, you're unaware of anything around you, right? Especially those of you who get deep restorative sleep. We hate you, by the way. We just want you to know that. But when you're asleep, you're not aware of anything that is happening around you. And the Lord as my keeper, my shade, who watches over me day and night, even while I'm sleeping. I don't know, I just have a picture in my mind, and you've probably seen this put to art yourself, but you've got this guy, usually it's a young child sleeping, and here's this mighty angel watching over this little boy as he sleeps. Don't even think about it. That's what the Lord does. All this evil around me, I'm unaware because I'm sleeping, not the Lord, because He's watching over me. He's helping me. He's keeping me. He's a shade for me. He's protecting me. And it even gets better. I hope this doesn't sound like an infomercial, right? It doesn't, right? Just say, no, it doesn't. It does not. It's this third one that I want to talk with you about today. And it's that of how the Lord will protect me from all the evil in the world today. He not only protects me from all evil, He will keep my soul and guard over me, coming and going from this time forth and for all of eternity. Have you ever considered that when you are born again of the Spirit of God, that that's when your eternal life 
starts. Have you ever thought of it like that? So because you belong to Him, He's going to keep you from now throughout all of eternity. What was your problem again? Well, we do have a problem. If you'll just bear with me and hear me out, sadly. The problem is that Christians, for the most part, are distracted by and caught up with the daily cares and affairs of this life. And this by way of things like social media, sports and entertainment, TV and news, which, by the way, is, I mean, pure propaganda. You know that, right? And dare I say, worse, politics. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, I did. These are distractions. Demonically designed distractions. So much so that Many a Christian has this proclivity to be given over to what I'll refer to as this oblivious indifference, which can then lead to a polarizing divisiveness. And if you take every one of those things that I just listed, They all, without exception, do that. They distract you, they numb you, they divide you, and you become indifferent. And you're oblivious to what's really happening. Then what ensues is what always ensues, which is that the evil around them will ultimately blindside them. And here's how I get there. And stay with me, this is really important. It's going to be germane to our understanding of what I want to talk with you about today. The worldwide deception is so great, and the delusion is so powerful, that overt evil becomes covert evil because it goes unrecognized. Why does it go unrecognized? Because Christians, again, for the most part, are caught up in and distracted by the cares and the affairs of this life. Would you agree with me that the evil is so overt in your face now? It's astounding that Christians don't see it. They're oblivious to it. How is that possible? Deception, distraction, delusion. Well, this is what I want us to address today, and I think it would be incumbent upon me to address the evil that is beginning to be implemented and right on schedule, prophetically, as we speak. In the interest of time, and because we've covered some of this in prior updates, I want to provide you with a brief summary and update, which again, will be germane to our understanding of God's prophetic word to us today. 
Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the seven letters of the seven churches, all end the same way. Let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. What is the Holy Spirit saying to the church today? We'll start with the UN Sustainable Development Goals Summit 2023, which was actually held last Monday and Tuesday, and it was in, of course, New York. (laughs) One of the reasons why this summit was so satanic is because of their, quote, new agenda for peace, new agenda for peace. And this new agenda for peace requires the need for seven years of accelerated, transformative action to achieve the SDGs. What are SDGs? Sustainable Development Goals, of which there are 17. When do they need to achieve these goals? By 2030, Agenda 2030. So we've got seven years. We need to get this show on the road. We need to get a move on. We need an accelerated, transformative action if we're to achieve these SDGs. What follows are a couple of quotes from the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. This was during his introductory speech on Monday, quoting, this is interesting, the SDGs need a global rescue plan. Wait, so you set these goals and now these goals need to be rescued. Sounds like you got a problem. You shouldn't have set them in the first place, but that's another story for another time. But actually it's very subtle because it starts off, he starts off by sort of inferring that we've got to resuscitate this thing. We've got to rescue this thing. What thing? The sustainable development goals, they need to be rescued. Well, that's what you get for setting goals that need to be rescued in the first place again. I didn't set these goals. You set them. You got a problem. (laughs) Not my problem. And this whole thing about rescue plan, doesn't that smack of a savior to save the plan? To save the SDGs? Quoting again, back to the quote, this includes clear support for an SDG stimulus. It includes, listen, (laughs) a call to recapitalize and change the business model of multilateral development banks. And it includes the endorsement of the need to reform today's outdated, dysfunctional, and unfair international financial architecture. This can be a game changer in accelerating SDG progress. I have called for a new Bretton Woods moment. What? First of all, what's Bretton Woods? I'm glad you asked. This is from the Federal Reserve History website. It's a publication titled, Creation of the Bretton Woods System. Listen very carefully, quoting, A new international monetary system, a new financial architecture and structure, 
was forged by delegates from 44 nations in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, in July 1944. Delegates to the conference agreed to establish the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and what became the World Bank Group, the system of currency convertibility that emerged from Bretton Woods lasted until 1971. What happened in 1971? I'm glad you asked. August 15, 1971. The United States terminated convertibility of the U.S. dollar to gold, effectively bringing the Bretton Woods system to an end and rendering the dollar a fiat currency. And Guterres wants a new Bretton Woods moment. You need a moment? You need a Bretton Woods moment? You know what that means? We need to come back to the table and restructure a new architectural financial system as they did in 1944 in Bretton Woods, New Jersey. Back to the quote, it gets worse. Guterres then goes on to explain what he calls high impact initiatives to support six targeted areas, it's always six, where urgent transitions are needed. Here are the six, and we have the link to the PDF file that you can download. I'm going to abbreviate it. Number one, food supply. Number two, renewable energy. Number three, hang on to this one, digital governance. Digital governance. Number four, how about this one, education societies? That doesn't sound good. Number five, of course, social justice. And lastly, number six, climate change. Okay, so wait. So these are high impact initiatives, six targeted areas where urgent transitions are needed in this accelerating of and achieving of the SDGs. All six of these. That's what their evil global rescue plan is, which begs the question of how they are even now reinvigorating and accelerating this evil global rescue plan. I want to answer the how question. I just explained what it is. How? How are they going to do it? Well, I want to draw your attention to this United Nations General Assembly, Economic and Social Council, advanced, unedited version of the General Assembly 78th session. That's a mouthful. Specifically, item 19 of the preliminary list, sustainable development, progress towards a rescue plan, watch this, for people and planet. Ah. You're not just trying to rescue the SDGs. you got to save the world. We need a Savior to rescue people and planet. No, you don't. We already have a Savior. <laughs> and spoiler alert, it's not going to be a rescue plan for Earth. It's going to be the new heavens and Earth. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. 
as you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.